It's a bird. It's a plane. It's your favorite podcast, Off the Top, coming at you live with Julian and Jordan. We hope you guys are enjoying your day, and uh, we're trying something different here, something a little fresh, a little bit new. Um, I think Jordan knows a little bit more about it. Yeah. Wow. First off, I really like that intro. A lot of energy. Love the Superman reference. Not a, I'm a Batman guy, but you know, got to pay respect. Uh, yeah. So today we are going to be talking about something that I know, you know how I preface this before guys, something that you guys will probably ran into here in the, like your lifetimes and thought about doing. You have that crazy friend that's always on one. And we're going to be talking about diets and interesting, like health in stuff in that area (laughs) yeah and uh we kind of found this unique or interesting because through the throughout the time of us living together we've tried some very interesting different i don't know if you'd call them diets but just eating things or health related things um and it's kind of interesting to look back on and see how those go or like what our thoughts on it just kind of share it with you um do you have anyone in particular you want to start with uh, no. First off, I want to like, I'll give these guys background on what I do and like my diet. So at first, I mean, usually, you know, average three square meals a day. That was pretty normal. Uh, eventually I got into this thing called intermittent fasting. So what I did is I decided to not eat for like the majority of the day. And so what I would do is I wouldn't eat food until 2 PM. Then I would be able to eat food from 2 PM to like 8 PM. And then so that's my eating window. And uh, then that went through uh, its phase. And then I started doing just vegetarianism. And now I'm like doing the mix of intermittent fasting and vegetarianism. So I'd feel like I'm more on the adventurous side of, you know, trying out diets and stuff, not like to the far extent and always within reason. But that's kind of where I sit. What about you? Um, first, I'll touch on the the. The, v- the vegetarian side of Jordan was uh, very surprising. I know we had talked about it before, but it just kind of one day is like usually people who go, I think, go vegetarian, take it in small steps or strides, you know, cut this out here, cut this out here. And um, I just remember Jordan went to the store and came back with two turkeys. And then within probably 12 hours, it was just like, hey, man, I'm going vegetarian. I was like, whoa. We have two turkeys in the freezer. He's like, one day, but right now I'm going to start. And it's really cool that he stuck to it so true for this whole time. And I think it's been, I think it's been a beneficial process or like you've seen, have, do you feel better or see anything different? Um, well, now that I've been in it for going on like five, almost six months, I can't really, it's almost like looking back and be like, oh, what was it like? I can definitely tell you that I'm like a lot, like naturally it's easier for me to be thinner, especially working eight hours a day. I don't you know, get to exercise all day long or, you know, just get up, roll out of bed and start going to run. But it, I think it is beneficial and like, you know, a lot of people I've noticed eat a lot of meat and maybe sometimes that's not in their best interest or their stomach's best interest. Yeah, there's a lot of um, consumption of meats in today's society. And I don't know if that's just because that's the norm or, you know, it's kind of easier to set a diet to around, you know, chicken or pork or steak or something along those lines. Um, 
But yeah, it's definitely very cool to see someone go through it or and stick with it and kind of enjoy the process and not really have any. I mean, you probably have negative comments about here and there when you first started, but um, it seems pretty streamlined at this point. Yeah, yeah, no surprises here. Kind of, it's kind of like a relationship. You know, you get through the exciting phase of like, oh, what's, oh, can I eat that? Ah. <laughs> but now it's just kind of like old girl who's <laughs> broccoli and you know all that yeah. eggplant. So. <laughs> But uh, talking about diets, uh, you kind of pass the baton to me to start off with one. And one that I found kind of funny or like not funny, but the thing that I don't get and I might go on a little rant is the gluten free diet and how people <laughs> refuse to eat gluten like it murdered their family. <laughs> I before we get go heavy on this, I believe that um like gluten free and like maybe it just wasn't found back then, but I feel like it's almost a trend to a certain point. Like mm-hmm. there's probably people who have problems digesting gluten. And it's, I bet you it's a lot smaller percentage than people that say they do. Sorry if you have this, but this is just a personal belief. But I feel like it's just one of those things that's trend based. And like the, the, obviously a small portion has it, then another larger portion capitalizes on it because it's hip and cool and people seem interested in what you eat. And it's just. Maybe that's just me. No, definitely. And the, the the kind of the ailment that people have that can't digest gluten, uh, which is a naturally occurring protein in like grains and oats and all that stuff, is uh, they're, it's celiac disease, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if it's a disease, but it's called celiac. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think you're 100% right with the trend. It's basically how I see it. It's the goat yoga of food. <laughs> and it's been for a little bit before even goat yoga was around to give you some context. But yeah, I just think that people are hopping on and aren't asking questions as far as like, oh, what's gluten? Why do I not want to eat gluten? What does it do for me? You know, things of that nature. And just trying to be extra for extra sake. Yeah, um, I think that's also sparked the trend of a lot of labels, obviously coming from my marketing background, a lot of labels that didn't have gluten in many ways or like um, same with sugar or like sugar free, like a lot of labels just slap gluten free on it just to say like, oh, this doesn't have gluten and like it already didn't have it. So I think it's one of those things you can see on trend, like people don't really research. I mean, the people that have celiac do their research but a lot of people probably just look for labels that say gluten-free and yeah maybe gluten-free but they don't know if i ever had it before or not so it's kind of a weird misconception yeah exactly and i feel like if i personally was a celiac and i like all of a sudden people started hopping on my gluten-free train i'd be kind of pissed because it's like i didn't choose this life so why are you yeah i would be really upset too because like Obviously, when they unknowingly gluten, they can feel it. But some of the people who are just gluten free and don't know and like say you're with someone who has that and you're just like, oh, wow, this is so good. And like you're struggling because you're like, this has gluten in it. And they're like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't say gluten free or it says gluten free or something weird like that. Like I'd be yeah, upset. Mm-hmm. But uh, so we kind of hit on that one. Julian, do you have the next diet or weird thing? I'll uh, go with my background real quick. Um, I used to eat a lot of Pop-Tarts, like an unbelievable amount. Who, you? Uh, <laughs> and an unbelievable amount of pizza rolls. I mean, 
I love those wow. things. Those yeah. things are great. Pizza but, World prints out here. <laughs> but we haven't seen those in the household in a little while. I've tried to clean it up, get a little bit more vegetables and fruits and um, different energy sources or vitamins to kind of help with different functions of the body. And I think that's really helped out recently because of my recent schedule. It's just been kind of hectic where I go to the gym at four and then I work from like six to 10 and I go to school until about three 30 and then I go to work again until about nine. So there's like a very, you know, you know, six hours, five hours of sleep if I'm lucky to get that. And like, it's nice to have these healthy, natural food, not, I wouldn't say they're natural, but these healthier foods fueling your body. Because when I was eating Pop-Tarts and stuff, like throughout the day, you probably, I didn't feel as good as I did now. I wasn't aware of it, but comparatively, I feel a lot better. So it's been something that I've kind of enjoyed going into. And I've also tried some of those weird labeled stuff like fat free or less sugar or sodium. I don't know if it's true. And some of them taste not the same, but it's just worth a try. Yeah, you definitely have evolved since we started living together as far as your dietary tendencies go. And yeah, you guys don't know, but it was literally like a staple. It'd be (laughs) pizza rolls every night and your Pop-Tarts in the morning. But yeah, you're right. I think it is one of those things where the sugary and the, you know, the the complex sugars or the the actual stuff in the food it's more prone to give you like a spike of energy and then you're just plummeting down to the earth after a little bit. Yeah. And the other thing I did recently, I guess, is I fasted for, I think it was 30, ended up being 36 hours. Uh, It was the first time doing it. I just kind of heard it on a podcast and I was like, I'm not doing anything today. So I tried it and it wasn't as bad as people make it out to be like just jumping into 36 hours of fasting. I mean, I drank water every two hours and then I alternated with green tea and stuff. And after I did that, it like really refreshed my palate to like the flavors I was tasting, which I thought was cool. Like, um, I think in the long term, or if you do it like frequently, like every other month or maybe once a month, it really reduces blood sugar and helps with brain function and does all these other things. And I mean, it was cool. I might do it, you know, every three months just to kind of refresh my palate and whatever other benefits come with it. Um, but I just thought it was cool and it's something that people have been doing for a very, very long time since like ancient society. So, um, it was just cool to take part in that and see how, you know, I personally felt. Yeah, definitely. And that was the first time I heard that it refreshed your palate, but that's yeah. Intermittent fast or like fasting in general, I'm a huge fan of just because it does your body so much good to not be constantly pumping an insulin to control your blood sugar level and also being able to let the cells not be constantly breaking down food and the fact that you know eventually they have to like clean out the crap that they are burning and combusting and breaking down so yeah i'm a huge fan of fasting as well yeah a lot of things today we're going to look back on and be like why were we eating that or why is it so modified or like why was that a necessity and that's similar to this next diet i'll bring up Um, And it's called, I'm not going to give you what it's called. I'll just read it and then you guys will figure out what it's called. So basically in the 1920s, um, people were, you know, trying diets and people who were hungry were encouraged to grab a cigarette instead. And this method was prescribed by doctors. So uh, the, the thing doctors were often caught saying was too much food may kill you, but cigarettes will only give you lung cancer. Are you serious? (laughs) That's the quote on the source that I'm getting. So I don't know if, uh, you know, the 
the end part is true, but it's crazy to think that in the 1920s, people thought cigarettes were like the the sending healthy vibes to your brain or whatever that was. Yeah, and I mean, granted, the t- hindsight is twenty twenty, but the thing I think about in general is my lungs are the thing that keeps me alive. And that's that's basically how I get the stuff to my other stuff. And to be breathing into in smoke, like, you know, combusted, burning shit in there, it just never has been, like, I personally thought of, like, a really smooth idea. So <laughs> yeah. I just can't imagine that like, oh my gosh, I've never thought, you know, what? I'm going to start smoking <laughs> cigarettes instead of breakfast and lunch. Uh, yeah. I don't know that thing. Cigarettes is a whole thing. The thing I just thought about is obviously it's 2018 and that was like, oh, you know, 98 years ago, almost a hundred years ago, which seems kind of when you say 1920 seems so long ago, but really in the grand scheme of seems not a large amount of time. Um, so I'm curious what you think something that we do now that in a hundred years or, you know, 200 years, people look back on and be like, why, why were they doing this? Well, I can tell you one thing that we're not going to say that about, and it's chocolate milk. <laughs> It's the best. <laughs> yeah. The side note: sometimes our local supermarket has chocolate milk half gallons that go on sale for a dollar, sometimes fifty cents, and sometimes the bottom of our fridge is stacked like the world's about to end, and all you can drink is chocolate milk. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, if I had to really think about it, I would say possibly some of the detox things. You know, like. Uh, and I mean, I guess that goes into diets and stuff as well, but some of the detox stuff kind of seems silly, you know, like a, like a grapefruit juice and honey and cactus vinegar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a duck essence. And- <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think some of these diets are created on some people's reputable basis. Like the human body is so unique that one diet may work perfectly fine for this one individual. And they might spread it to the lands and it's just not going to work for mm-hmm. most people. And that's actually a perfect segue into the diet that I'm next going to bring up. And I found this really interesting. I think we both were researching and found this one, but it's called the blood type diet. So what it does is basically when you get your blood type tested there, you can either be A, B or AB. And obviously there's positive and negative when it comes to that, but I think it just breaks down to the AB and AB. So what it does is say that you were A, then basically what that says is that you, according to this diet, would be more likely to do better on like a vegetarian diet or something of that nature. And if you were B, then you have a little bit more robust digestive system and you could take down hardier things. And then AB is just a mix in between, which I found uh, kind of interesting. It seems really weird, though. Yeah, I don't know. I'd, I mean, I guess there's maybe some research behind it, but it just, yeah, seems odd. I think it's one of those things, too, that's always when you can... I guess I don't know the science behind it, but it's one of those things when you can split things into two categories. I don't think the results are ever true. Like if you split, um, I don't know, a male and a female into, you know, groups or whatever, you probably get a little bit better results. But it's hard if there's just one or two male females that you test and you're like, well, girls enjoy Pop-Tarts more and guys enjoy cereal. It's like, is that really true or is that just the people you tested? Yeah, exactly. I think that. 
to a point like this reductionist type of mindset and the fact of oh we're gonna break it down so much that you know we'll just get a prick of their blood figure out what they should be eating for the rest of their lives it's like it gets way more complicated than that and you find that a lot of people will slip through the cracks and that's what i personally just think about that diet yeah i think the whole detox trend is um or diet is very interesting i think it is i think it is healthy in short term but i don't know if the people who are doing it every single day or every you know three days or whatever i don't know if it's as much beneficial at that point like i understand detoxing and cleansing the body and like getting rid of all the you know bad i don't know what that get bad bacteria and chemicals and buildups and stuff but like i feel like if you're doing that every day it's going to start eat like those or uh those vitamins or whatever you're putting in your body are so strong. I feel like it's going to go against your intestines or some of that stuff and start kind of eating away at some of the stuff that your body produces naturally. Um, but I mean, that's kind of how I look into it. And that's kind of, that reminds me of um, this diet. It was called the tapeworm diet. When uh, people were placing tapeworms inside of themselves to um, eat more and lose weight. <laughs> Julian, <laughs> sometimes I just run out of patience. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Oh, okay, hold on. I just got a better one. 1727, Thomas Short observed that fat people live near swamps. His, wow. His, uh, his title, it was titled The Cause and Effect of Corpulence, introduced the only logical weight loss tip you can deduce. Move away from the swamp. I mean, maybe that's how the preface of Shrek started. <laughs> and not to be insensitive to all of you guys that have extra to love out there, but that just seems like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> that sounds like if you translated that to the modern day, it sounds like this. Sorry if this comes off offensive, but it sounds like don't shop at Walmart. It just sounds like something like. You're you're near it. You kind of you know you ha you live by the swamp or yeah, whatever. And like, well, certain people shop at Walmart. Yeah, we all know, you yeah. know the same people that live by swamps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's just like one of those things that you have no idea like their condition or what that entitles or what that. I mean, it is just a very weird observation of a scientist in the 1700s. Yeah, or you know, I wonder the first time that he got his world rocked. When some guy pointed out that, you know, his next door neighbor was fat and he didn't live, <laughs> he didn't live by a swamp. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where he got that from. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, so one other diet that I find kind of interesting and I think a lot of people, once again, I think it's a little bit of hype that's pushing this and getting behind it. And it does have some benefits, but I actually had a conversation with uh, somebody who's like going to graduate school to be. Uh, nursing in that field but uh, the keto diet i've heard about that one recently yeah and so the basically the premise of the keto diet is that you break down your energy 90 percent of it comes from carbohydrates and where you get that is just you know what you eat you know grains whatever and they get broken down and then go into sugars what the keto diet, basically the staple of it is, instead of digesting and finding your energy from carbohydrates, you find your energy from fats 
and oils. And so what happens is your body starts producing these ketones when the carbohydrates aren't around anymore. And that helps break down the fat. And basically what it does is, or what it's claimed to do, I've tried it. And I mean, it's just my perspective. So I'm not going to just be like, oh, it always does X, Y, or Z. But what it claims to do is like, you know, help with um, strength, energy, and like mood uh, after you get on this for a little bit. And I just find it very interesting. You'll see people like go heavy on the fats and proteins and stuff in those diets. And granted, it probably works a little bit because you're breaking down. It's using your using fat as energy, but your body's not supposed to be running on that. And my friend who uh, is going to school right now, thanks for worrying about me when I was doing it. And she told (laughs) me about this and like force fed me all this information. But basically these ketones are like are not almost like an out of control diabetes is what she was saying Mm -hmm. because it's you can't really manage your insulin levels Uh, because it's you're dealing with fat instead of carbohydrates and sugars and granted i'm not a dietitian but that and also they're kind of tough on your kidneys ketones are too as far as you know filtering through your blood and stuff so yeah i mean i feel like you know some diets and i think this is a tale of an illustration of some diets are very salacious and exciting uh, at first but you know the more you dive into it the more it's like oh well i mean yeah pros and cons yeah it's one of those i mean a lot of diets today too are just like they're awesome diets because your favorite celebrity does them, but you don't take into account that your favorite celebrity has like a personal chef or a trainer or like this regimented thing where like most of us don't have that. And it's like if you're trying some of these things and you don't have it really scheduled out or like thought out, I don't know if it really works the way as you perceive it to do. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that also comes back to having real realistic expectations of what you're doing and what you expect to get out of it if i expect to get a eight pack and be ripped out of my mind doing the uh, papa john's diet (laughs) i don't know if that exists but i'm sure it does yeah (laughs) you know am i expecting realistic results maybe if i eat like a sliver of a banana pepper bell pepper a day but (laughs) yeah yeah it's kind of crazy and i think that kind of goes into one of those things that reminds me of it's like the pro like all the protein like people pushing protein or kind of hearing about it on all social medias or everyone who works out or people having to work out talking about certain proteins this and that and jordan and i had spoke on a little bit before we started this recording is that i think it's protein shakes are good once again in short term or short amounts but i think in the long run we're going to look back on it and be like why were people doing this like why are why do people need five protein shakes a day or like why are you taking pre-workout three or four times a day and like you're you know you're taking pre-workout and you're working a desk job sitting nine to five and like or eight to five or whatever like are you what is the benefit of that as opposed to finding like a natural energy source or um, something along those lines yeah, definitely. And I've never been a fan of pre-workout, never really used it, and, you know, on and off of protein shakes. But I think it's more of giving your body what it needs. So in my specific scenario, just because I can speak on that the most easily, being a vegetarian, like there's certain things that I don't get like that are in red meat and stuff that I need to get into my diet somehow just because the dietary 
restrictions or basically the dietary things that I do and do not do kind of lend to me getting maybe more, you know, of a certain vitamin than more of Mm -hmm. one that I would get from meat. So I think it's more about, you know, finding your finding what you need and finding what you don't need and figuring that out and then getting what you need. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, I don't know. I have visualization of product. Obviously I've taken protein shakes. I've just never been a heavy user of them or like, uh, have to live by them. Um, but the way I look at proteins and I don't know who described it, but I heard someone saying like, we may look back at it on weird because it may be like putting gas and oil into your gas tank at a certain point. Um, like obviously I don't gas and oil in a car isn't going to work, you know, but like in the long run, I think you're putting a bunch protein shakes, put a bunch of these vitamins or all these things into you at once where you may not necessarily need them. But in like your case, you do need some of these vitamins or extra nutrients coming in. But I think if you're overloading on some of these things, it really takes a toll on like your, your digestive tract or your intestine or your guts and like I think gut health is the next trend that's about to pop off where people figure out how to keep their, you know, their guts or their digestive tract, like kind of healthier, um, performing efficiently. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and also if you think about it too, you ingest all this other stuff, what you're doing is wasting money. You're just pooping and peeing it out. So it's like, what, what is it for? And granted, I think that I kind of am in agreement in the aspect of I don't think people need as much protein as yeah. they're getting just because you're not working out that hard, bro. I'm just going to put that out there. Um, and your body doesn't need, you know, like 30 grams of protein slammed in like 20 seconds after you're done with the bench press. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not it's not that immediate. And, you know, read up on how your body reacts to things and stuff and so you can kind of get an accurate assumption and almost I think that the body is almost like finance and the fact that there's so much stuff to learn and it's kind of intimidating. So the sheep mentality of, oh, this is what my friend's doing. So I'll do it is kind of the popular thing because it's hard. It takes a lot of energy to like dissect and break down what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing, what you should be listening to, what you shouldn't be listening to. But I am a huge fan of like gut health and like gut bacteria. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I could see that definitely popping off and getting some hype behind it. And that that's a perfect segue into this next um, next diet that actually kind of worked, or you know, people thought worked. And it, I'm not sure if it's proven or if a large a large amount of people have done it. But this one is called the where are you? I think it's called the bacteria diet. So basically, and it doesn't restrict calories if you're into that thing, but you consume more of the foods that contain um, or more of these foods that can help fatten up or improve um, the healthy bacteria colonizing your digestive tract. It's basically sending in reinforcements to help cleanse your you know, digestive tract, which I think is a kind of interesting. People have said it works. I, the concept seems a little strange, but I think I could see that working. Yeah, so basically you just take down probiotics, so like yogurt, eggs, or not eggs, but like cheese, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could definitely see that working. The thing is, though, is I feel like it's like a your gut bacteria and your large intestine, small intestine, and stomach, it is a very a precarious and fickle thing. So if you get too much of one thing, then 
your stomach's going to be mad at you. You get too little of one thing, your stomach's going to be mad at you. So you definitely, I want, like, I like that. Just make sure that, and granted, I mean, how do you know? Oh, geez, I need more prokaryotes that (laughs) eat, break down simple sugars in my gut. It's like, how do you know? You just kind of have to be very sensitive and like, you know, understand what your body's telling you because your gut bacteria actually does like send signals to your brain. So whenever you're getting that craving for chocolate, guess who it is? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's your damn guts. (laughs) Um, So kind of as we come to the, the end of this, what is one diet or trend that you either see staying that's around now that you see staying around or one diet or trend you wish would come around that is healthy um so i see one that's staying around and uh the one that i'm doing is intermittent fasting i i think that's the bee's knees and i'll ride with that granted catch me in like you know an off morning and i might be a little grouchy but you know that's till 2 p.m and then i'll be ready to go the one that I wish would come around, I'm very, very interested and curious to see what would happen if somebody just ate like rabbit meat or something that was very, very like low. Exotic. No, not even exotic. Uh, just something that was very, very low fat, like basically no fat. And my hypothesis, and I've kind of read and uh, watched or like kind of learned about it a little bit, not enough to say X, Y, or Z definitively, but uh, you would lose weight if you didn't eat any fat at all and so i'd be very curious to see if somebody did that and was just like dudes it works or you know i had the runs for two weeks so (laughs) just don't even waste your time how about you um i agree with you on fasting i mean fasting's been around since like i said earlier ancient civilizations people have done it it's worked it's proven to work it's a commitment obviously like if you are usually used to eating five meals a day or something, it's a little bit different to giving yourself a certain time frame or going 36 to 72 hours without food when you're, you know, 20 years or 50 years of your life. That's all you've done. I think that's definitely going to stay around. Um, the one thing I'd like to see come around is I would, this is going to be kind of more abstract, but away from food. But I'd love to see like a technology diet somehow. Like, I'd love to see what the benefits were of somehow limiting the amount of screen time, like either in front of a computer or your phone or even like music or just kind of just out enjoying nature almost, just living without any of those technology, like uh, electronic devices attached to you, seeing what that would do. Like, would people be happier? Would people be more motivated to work out, less motivated? You know, like, would they be making more decisions on their own or, you know, not as influenced as much like what that would be because it's such a large point in today and like a whole nother thing to talk about is like blue light orange light or all that different stuff that people don't think about like obviously you and i have it on our phones but like a lot of people don't even understand what that is um so just kind of figuring that out over time and see if you know what the benefits would be interesting yeah i hope you guys got something out of it i feel like this one was more of an enjoyable one just to hear some of the wacky diets and stuff that we kind of researched and talked about today, but thanks again for what or listening and hope to see you guys on the next one. Until next time. Murder on the beat.